Hey there, hi there, ho there, welcome back once again to another Disney Compendium, an Annex episode, probably the last Annex episode for a while. We gotta get back into the swing of doing the movies. Mm. But, <laughs> unfortunately, I am sorry. The year? 1982. The average cost of a new house, $82,000. Uh, gas, price of gas, 91 cents a gallon. Hey, a stamp, <laughs> a stamp costs 20 cents. Uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller was released, but also today's movie, surprise, surprise, for the new year, we're going to look deep into the future, the future that computers are going to bring us. We're going to talk about Disney's Tron. As usual, I am your host, JJ, and over there, my good buddy, my good friend, Nick. Nick, how are you doing? Good. Uh, a little surprised you said that we're going to talk about the the uh, really popular uh, Jeff Bridges movie, and so I watched uh, Fabulous Baker Boys, and well, here we are. Here we are. Well, we're going to have two different episodes going on at once. Uh, you could talk about the Baker Boys, and I could talk about a Tron, and yeah, they're I'm, pretty much the same movie. I'm good not to talk about Fabulous Baker Boys. <laughs> now, blow it away, we'll talk about it. Let's talk about Blow It Away. Okay. Go. <laughs> okay, I'm done talking about Blow It Away. Lloyd's in it. The yeah. end. <laughs> the end. Uh, Jeff yeah. Bridges. Uh, I'm, I'm actually really excited to do this episode, because... This is a movie you and I have. I think we've talked about doing this before. Oh yeah, yeah. It's this a, was like when we were thinking about the idea of like side movies. This was always one of the first ones to come up. So, and we're both uh, nerdy man children who are uh, who who immerse ourselves in nostalgia. <laughs> and this a, movie is the epitome of that. Absolutely. What nineteen eighty two. I'm trying to think. Jeff Bridges already sort of, you know, obviously well established in uh, um, Hollywood. So it's so what because by this point he'd already done things like uh, the Last Picture Show, right? Um, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Um, uh, what was the other one? King Kong. He was yeah. He played uh, yeah. That, that was in the seventies. He had yeah, that sweet beard, and yeah, that, for... that King Kong movie is why Nintendo gets to keep making Donkey Kong uh, because uh, Universal sued Nintendo over Donkey Kong. I talked mm-hmm. about this on a different on the Star Wars one, I believe, uh, <laughs> one of the Star Wars episodes that you aren't a part of, but uh, yeah. Because in the 70s, Universal uh, fought against uh, this, like, RKO saying that King Kong was public domain, that they got to make their movie in the 70s. And so that case is when they were, when Universal was suing Nintendo. Nintendo was like, you already said it's public domain. You fought to prove it was public domain and it's public domain. So back off. And yeah. (laughs) And also that's a bad King Kong movie. Very bad King Kong. Movie. Not as bad as a sequel to that King Kong movie. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, you 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 chose the wrong hill to die on, Universal. Uh, that, uh, 
But uh, yeah, he was a different. I think feeling like he not only was he a different actor then, but just a different yeah. personality as a person then. You know, you know what else he did in 1982? What's that? The Last Unicorn. Unicorn. <laughs> he was the magician, right? Yes, Prince Lear. You. That's not white at all. <laughs> it's that friggin' drunk skeleton man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he also, he's yeah. good. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say he also did a few years later a movie based off of Tucker, the car manufacturer that kind of got railroaded That's, by the I auto remember, industry. I remember that movie. The movie's really good, and I really like that. He's kind of like an enigmatic kind of personality, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know everybody knows him for, as the dude, Obadiah Stane. Obadiah Stane. <laughs> yeah, I mean the box of scraps thing. Yeah, AKA Triple H. Triple H. Triple H. <laughs> Uh, but he's he's always kind of Kevin Flynn to me. Yeah, yeah. Although you can't you can't deny his uh, Rooster Cogburn. He's he that movie is not. I'm going to say arguably it is better than the original. It is. Yeah, it is. I I won't. I will not agree with that. I mean, disagree with that. I do. Yeah, agree it's with it's that. it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. No, he's been in a lot of just quality movies and then like a lot of super forgettable movies but like but like the fabulous baker boys like the fabulous baker boys or like uh oh i'm trying to think of like like he did the big lebowski and then the very next year he did arlington road like so. what the heck i was thinking just think something else he had done Hang on, I'm gonna. This is part of show. I'm gonna look up Jeff yeah. Bridges IMDb. Yeah, K Pax. Oh my God, he was in K Pax. That's the one. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Yep. And Sea Biscuit. Eh, yeah, that one's fine. I, it's funny to see his like career after Iron Man because it's just like he just it's just he like stayed in Hollywood and now does like multiple movies a year now <laughs> and stuff. So. I mean, I did like Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart's great. Yeah, Crazy Heart's good. Yeah. It's him, sir, him, him actually talking. 2000, yeah, 2010, you have Tron and True Grit. So Yeah. Wait, what? There's another Tron movie? <laughs> Save it for later. Save but it. yeah. I'm going to pocket that one. Uh, that, movie, that movie, probably better. <laughs> than this one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that yeah, really, that movie's really good. I know, really, really I good. know, I know. You're you you you're really a big fan of Tron Legacy. <laughs> uh, starting off, JJ, this movie, yeah. I I want to say just for the record that I want to live in Flynn's arcade. <laughs> like you know, he has the apartment upstairs. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, me too. I would totally do that. Yeah, live at your or live at the arcade. Your name is on the front of the building, and you live there. I I, I have a Flynn's arcade T-shirt. Uh, Close in the dark too. So <laughs> I have a Spotify playlist that I've curated <laughs> to just to, to, that would match with like something that would play in Flynn's arcade. <laughs> we'll get to some of the interesting stuff I could talk about because Disney actually recreated Flynn's arcade at one point. Um, which is lots really of, nice. Lots of journey in that playlist. <laughs> so yeah, so Tron. Where do we start with Tron plot wise? What? Uh... 
Oh boy. <laughs> there's not much of a plot here. No, there's than, not. Other than like, so Flynn is trying to hack into Encom. Encom is sort of. I don't Google. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 19, will... 19, 1982 Google. Right. Because it's unclear what they what they do. Like, it's more clear in Tron Legacy what they do now. Right. Because they have a video, you know, a video game arm. They have, their elevator has a button that takes them to the laser bay. Like, it's like not floor two, the laser bay. Laser bay. Yeah. Where it's like, so that's where the lasers are. Why do you need lasers? Uh, (laughs) Oh, oh. Yeah, they're doing this weird experimentations with lasers that we'll get to in a minute or two. <laughs> also, Laser Bay is just fun to say. It's fun to say Laser Bay. Laser Bay. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like some sort of like eighties cover band. Yeah, like, like that. Like they they do the hit, they do all the hits from like Asia and Europe or something. <laughs> like I'm gonna go to Red Lobster and have some Laser Bay biscuits. <laughs> okay. I got a mouthful of plasma. But, uh, I think we can all agree that Dillinger's desk rules. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it, like he puts his hands on it, then it turns into like a Star Trek control panel. It's this giant desk that's yeah. running basic. <laughs> yeah. Remember, this is 1982, so like, internet is you know, nothing, and there is no Windows operating system yet, or anything. It really so, is just your bare bones. Everyone's running... I like The big reveal at the end after MCP is defeated is also very fun. Um, but, yeah, so Kevin Flynn is trying to hack into Encom. Flynn is a former programmer at Encom. Pro- for Encom, and he's trying to get something. At the time, you don't know exactly what he's looking for. You know he's just looking for files. Um, and this is where you sort of also get, like, your first look at what this movie is. <laughs> like, what the effects of this movie are going to be throughout. And it's 1982 as hell. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you can see his avatar in, yeah. in the grid. Clue. Clue. Clue is his the grid, which is computer world. Um, unclear exactly the mechanics of all of this. Yeah, it's <laughs> and it's because, um, yeah, I, there's something I want to ask in a minute, and we'll get to there in a minute. But sure. anyways, we also we're getting the look at the CG that's in this. Um, it works for this movie because they're not trying to pretend like it's real life. So the sort of datedness of it still kind of works. Um, so and and the sets they have are weirdly elaborate. So oh yeah. Um, so like they they kind of like blend everything. This isn't like the first movie with CG or anything because that was Westworld. Westworld is like the first movie with like computer graphics in it, which is the Michael Crichton movie from like the seventies. You know, like right. Um, before there was a TV show, there was a movie, a really good movie. Yeah, and then a not so good sequel. Yeah, and then Future World, <laughs> and then a confusing television series. Yeah, yeah, and now we have this television series. 
but but yeah uh but this is like the first like large scale usage of outside of like television commercials yeah it's so. it's it's just like I remember watching this movie when I was like five and so so it 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 had been out for like three years at that point, yeah, and I was still just like, oh my god yeah it's it's still like the the designs of everything work so well in this sort of limited c g realm that it's really good still like yeah, it's dated, but it somehow works yeah. <laughs> in context of this. So we find out later that Flynn is trying to steal, like, not trying to find the proof because he invented all of these hit games that got Dillinger all of this money and made Encom this massive company. And, yeah, so he's just trying to bring down Dillinger and get hit, get gets what's coming to him. And try to get his, and try to get the girl back. Yeah. yeah in a roundabout way. Yeah. Um. But we find out uh, that, so Alan, who is uh, Bruce Boxlater. <laughs> uh, From Babylon 5. Babylon 5, exactly. And Tron uh, Legacy. And Tron Legacy. And something else that I'm forgetting. But, uh, no, just those three things. Just those three things? Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's been cut off from the system. We learn of the Master Control Program, which is a program that is sort of overseeing computers in general. <laughs> yeah. I it, yeah. It's like, it, I guess it's kind of, it oversees the entire, I, I don't want to, I guess the intranet, I suppose yeah. at that point. Yeah. But at this point, like, cause at a point he is like, we learn later on that he's like being, he's look, you know, looking at other businesses and, He's now he wants to go after the Pentagon and the White House. Yeah. Stuff, which, like, it's so weird because it is like war games and um, it's what, like, it's it's like the groundwork for what Skynet would become in the Terminator sure. movies. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, it's clearly AI, but, like, they nobody really knows what any of this is, especially considering, like, this movie just sort of exists because the, the, you know, creator of the idea saw Pong and then they're just like, I think we can do something with video games. So like people aren't really a hundred percent certain what computers are doing and what they're capable of. So they're sort of winging it in a lot of instances, but it works for today because what they're trying to create is sort of what the internet has become. So yeah, it's it, it, the idea of this mat, this master control program yeah. gaining sentience and yeah. just, you know, yeah, wanting to gain information for whatever reason, but also pitting the avatars of users to the death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, it's yeah, lions eating Christians, but computer. Right. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so weird. Yeah, it's like this weird virtual AI, it, it, and like, and it starts like blackmailing Dillinger at a point, like. Like it's not only is it affecting the computer world, but now it's affecting the real world. So, if it, it, we through learning all of this and the master control pal, pa, 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 the master control program locked out Alan because of the security breach that Flynn was doing. So, 
Alan and Laura go to Flynn and be like, you, the gig, the, the gig's up. You've been found out. Like, just. They, they know it's you doing this. Yeah, they know it's you. So just chill, man. But then they just end up going into <laughs> Encom. Let's talk about the, let's first, well, first I want to talk about how cool is the Encom helicopter. That thing is freaking amazing. It's with, with the little, the glowing. Every, it's completely like, yeah, pipe, red pipe neon to like outline the helicopter. And they even like did the tips of the rotor blades. Yep. It's so it's flying in the middle of the night. And so it looks like something that would be in <laughs> the, the, the grid. Yeah, it's it's a dope looking helicopter. It's so good, and it makes no practical sense. But... Nope. It why does it have those lights in there? Hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's like that. that that's hint one that he's evil. Uh... <laughs> it's got a pimped out helicopter. Yeah, but um, but so yeah, they 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 end up breaking into Encom, and earlier in the movie we saw the laser that the the, the res. I don't know what. It's called. <laughs> it's a laser that scans things. So yeah, it's basically a scanner. They show it by working on an orange, and I don't understand what they're trying to do. It, okay, I understand that you want to scan something and have it go digitally, but what does that mean in the context of this universe? Because we know that you can go into the computer, and the computer's a living, breathing world. But they don't seem to know that is the truth. They're just sending an orange into the computer. Why do you need to have an orange in the computer? Why did I do that? You don't know what's in the computer. Like, what's the, what's the benefit of digitizing an orange? Yeah, it's one thing if it was like a 3D scanner. You're scanning it, and now you've got a 3D representation of an orange in the computer. But that's not what's happening. You're basically teleporting an orange into a computer. And having it exist as digital data. And I don't understand what they're trying to accomplish. Like, what are the ones and zeros on an orange? Yeah. like, yeah, like... And, and what are they gaining by it? Other than now they have a 3D model of an orange that they could put into a video game, I guess? <laughs> like, Again, I... unclear what NCOM's deal is. <laughs> it it It's... It... Yeah, you, you know, you talked about like in a sequel, like, oh, they do software development. Yeah. They, okay, and so Alan's like programming. Al- Alan, what is he programming that he needs so, to get back into? So he is programming Tron, which is some right. sort of security program. Right, and it's it's going to conflict with master control. Yeah, because it's going to be able to, it's going to be the checks and balance for everything, including master control panel or program. Um, so he's making malware bites. Yes. And and MCP is like, we can't do this. End of line. Um, Which is great. Uh, it's a little, uh, a little end of line is a, is a great yeah. thing. I used to use that as a for, forum signature. So I know you did. I remember. I know you did. Remember. I remember. Um, so, I so yeah, the, the Tron uh, program, which the, the movie is named after a secondary character in the movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's he's the hero kind of. I mean, but not 
Not really. But Flynn, Flynn is? Flynn's the one that does everything to save the day. And Flynn knows how everything works in there better than the people that live there. Um, I wonder what, like, I wish there was more lore to the Tron universe. Like, is this something that, like, was slowly created over time? Because it makes, because, like, because that's sort of what they imply in the sequel. Because they have, like, you know, uh, the ISOs right. in the sequel. Like, there is some sort of natural evolution happening in this grid. Is that why it's a living, breathing thing? Like, like, because they don't really explain that part. Like, why programs are, li- like, living day-to-day lives inside of this new universe. It's like, you know... A Twilight Zone episode, or like, or even like the. You remember when Lisa created a universe and her, with her tooth and cola? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. It's the sort of same concept. Like, like they created this artificial world, like where you, where your digital avatar is a living, breathing yeah. thing but unto the, itself. But the funniest thing is that, like, you never see any proof that they created anything other than a program. Like, with Flynn, you do. Like, because he's interacting with Clue. Right, and and like, other avatars. Yeah, yeah, but, like, for all you know, all of these other things are, like, I'm just, a, you know, a program to do, uh, you know, calculating and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm QuickBooks. Yeah, I'm QuickBooks. <laughs> but, like, the person that is interacting with it, like, does Alan see Tron or does he just see a program that was developed in basic or something like so it makes no sense like it becomes in the computer world it's Alan yeah <laughs> so it's, it's and and only in in the computer world only Flynn and Alan and Dillinger and and what Sarah's her name um uh no it was um uh, 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 uh I'm bad with names remembering names um Oh, what is her name now? <laughs> You've thrown me off my... Alan's, Alan's fiancé. Yeah. yeah. They're the Laura. only ones... Laura. 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 They're the only ones who are self-aware of the fact that they are... Yeah, because in the, com- in the computer world, users are seen as mythological to the masses, except for the evil characters who know they exist. And a keeping it sort of a secret. Yeah, it's like uh, like don't talk about the users. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it'll get you thrown into the to the games <laughs> where you have we... to play the video games, and so then it implies that when you play video games, these are you're killing these like computer programs and stuff. I've killed so many computer programs, JJ. Yeah, years. we yeah. You 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 killed so many uh, QuickBooks uh, <laughs> options. I'm sorry, Mavis Beacon. <laughs> Please forgive me. So many of her children gone. <laughs> Sticky bear. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he gets he when he when they get to Encom, Flynn is there and he's trying to get the data the file that he needs. And Master Control Program is like, nah, I can't let you do this. <laughs> and uh barcode scanner yeah activates the laser yeah and he pixelates flynn pixelates flynn and sends him 
into the the grid fully in costume. Yeah. Uh, so not only does it take his pixels, but it deletes his clothes pixels and builds new ones over him. <laughs> like, check it out. Now you have a white onesie with yeah. blue circuitry going through it and this sweet love, bike helmet. Yeah. I love how kind of bad that backlighting effect is on the suits. Because oh, it's, it's wildly inconsistent with its with its with it functioning. Like so many times, you can tell that it's like how the effect is working, and it's just not because of like the angle and the lighting and stuff. Like just whole sections of the suit that aren't lighting up because they're not framed right or something. <laughs> and you get that weird blue fuzziness. Yeah, everyone's just kind of vaguely like ashen and gray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's 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 a trippy movie to watch sometimes. It's like because as you explained, like the plot is bare bones. Like first of all, they break into income, which has bad security. They're just able to open that big giant door, like with no problems. You know what they don't have? CCTV cameras. Yeah, I like the part where they finally break in, and Laura is like, "As long as we don't go on the first floor, he won't know we're here." Like that's bad security. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't got a night watchman at this. Like, but they do because, because they walk right past the the people, and like all Flynn has to do is like pretend like he's fixing his hair as he's walking by these people and they're like all right there's those two and that guy there i know these two so this is fine this is perfectly fine <laughs> and the guy obviously trying to hide his face i'm sure it's okay yeah yeah so yeah it, it's but it's a it's a 1980s live action disney family film so uh why not except yeah. for, i say it's a family film until the very end with the final showdown with sark <laughs> Until death happens in this yeah. movie. Like, graphic. Anyways, Flynn, he's in the computer now. And now it's... Now it's just a, a revolution story. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's what it is. Pretty what? by the numbers. Like, you know, he's trying to get his... Trying to get out at this point. <laughs> like He gets captured. They, they, first, they put him in the games right away. Like, the games right away, yeah. With the... the I guess it's like, what would the, uh, it'd be like breakout, basically. Yeah. Like human breakout with that one dude. Yeah. The Discs of Tron game. Yeah. Um, and then like, then you have the light cycles, which still very cool to this day. Uh, also, it's... also still a really good, like actual game. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, 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 when I play the Tron arcade game, that is a level I always select first. Oh yeah. I'm terrible at it. Um, I like the I like it when you're playing the Tron game and like when you're doing the master control one and you have to like aim up and you're throwing your disc up there and stuff. That's yeah, that's fun. I, I I'm glad that nothing else at Tron Legacy kind of with like okay the discs are more important now. Yeah, they, they're they're yeah they're your ID in this universe. Like they're literally disc d- data discs. They're data discs. They're CD ROMs in this yeah. universe. Um, it's funny this movie. There's like like just white frisbees with stuff. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah, with, with black with black light paint on. Them. That's all they are is frisbees. Oh yeah, they don't try to 
like you know they put out those action figures very recently of Tron, and it's like you look at them, it's like yeah, even the fig, even on the toys. Just the, yeah, but you and I, which you and I hunted uh, Walgreens for months, I recall, <laughs> looking for. I, sp- I spent an entire afternoon going to like five different Walgreens to get all three figures. So, <laughs> I, so uh, I've got I've got Flynn. And I've yeah. seen Tron, but is it Dillinger the other one that's out? Sark. It's Sark's out? Okay. Sark. And then there's an Infiltrator Flynn that's out or about to come out, which is just the um, same as Flynn, but with the red lighting. So I might have to buy that one, too. But also, they also have the Kingdom Hearts 2-packs where you get, like, Goofy with uh, Sark. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and you will buy them all! Yeah. <sighs> I'm I'm now starting my I'm I'm in the middle of my first ever like complete run through of Kingdom Hearts. So you got the collection. I got the collection. It was on sale. It's thirty five dollars. Of course, I was gonna get in it. And there is a Tron stage in two. So okay, I never played two. I've got halfway or so into the first one and never played anymore. (laughs) It's worth it for that just for you so you can play Tron. Yeah. Yep. yeah, that life cycle thing, man. It's still, it's basically snake. Yeah, it's too. It's 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 yeah, competitive snake. Just don't eat your own tail. Make the other snake either eat its own tail or your tail. <laughs> I love how Flynn just like he's like, yeah, I'm br- I'm pretty good at this right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. But I, it's I, I guess love, he's... I absolutely love the design of those light cycles. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, I. Enough that uh, that Lego set that came out like what last year? Oh yeah, for the new ones for, for, for the, the Tron, Tron Legacy. Legacy. Like, hey, why they make these? Still buying them. Yeah, I love that they put those out like ten years after. The yeah, fact? like a decade after Tron Legacy come out, they put Tron Legacy Lego set out. So we, we got the license for this. Let's just do it. Just do it. Disney is being more and more uh, forthcoming with their licenses with us. Let's just do what we can. <laughs> I think it was, but I think that one might've been one of those like Lego ideas ones. So that was like fan voted. So <laughs> the fans demanded Tron legacy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining. No. Yeah. I just wish it came with a uh, little Lego, um, Daft Punk. <laughs> with the helmet, with the helmets, the Lego helmets, the Lego Daft Punks. I would have been there. It made it made a good set better. Well, who's his buddy in that Ram? In uh, the, during the light cycle thing, they break yeah. free of they break free of the stage. They're going yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah. He and Ram break the wall, and then and then another guy too. There's two guys break through with him, right? Yeah. I just remember Ram because he has like a character arc, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and those two uh, claw the two the claw machines are chasing them. The claw machines. Are chasing I don't know what else to call them, dude. Uh, well, they they have a name in there that I never remember, but uh, yeah, I don't remember what they're called. They're the ships from Space Paranoids. Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, they're they're Ram dies, but has the question like, "Hey, man, you're a user, right? Yeah, I'm a user. Cool, I was right, and then dies." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, man. It's weird when they find that, like, that water. So that's the other part where it's like, yeah. what is how? water? What is water? What is water in this? Be year? like water. Li- liquid cooling for the computer. 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's what it is. It's just to keep the keep the yeah. CPU yeah. cool down. Also, death in this isn't uh, they didn't die; they derezzed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird to talk about some of this movie because it's like it's kind of incoherent. Yeah, like Flynn all of a sudden has this new ability to be able to like rebuild the vehicle and like turn into one of the bad guys like like he's Mega Man like he's absorbed some sort of new power oh my god he actually looks like Mega Man <laughs> from, from the original cover the box art Mega Man if he was just like 40 pounds fatter he would... <laughs> some dude yeah. Mega Man just some I mean I you have to think Mega Man's somewhat based off of Tron I, I like wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me yeah like, like the like, helmet and the blue outfits yeah like, yeah with a helmet and yeah, some yeah, and like I said, he's able to somehow absorb this new ability. <laughs> Is it because he's self-aware? I guess it's like the Matrix in a way. Like he knows that he, because he's a user, he can manipulate the programming. <laughs> it's, it can't be, like he, he's an elite hacker. Yeah, that's why he can do it. Yeah, hold uh, on, enhance. Yeah, enhance, enhance, enhance. enhance, enhance. Well, then they go to the, like, I.O. Tower with the old person, Tron, and, uh, yeah. He's the old guy who's been working at Incom for years, and that's his avatar. Yeah, yeah. And he's, his his character in the grid is disturbing. (laughs) He's like, he's like, uh, like Mojo from... Excellent kind of. Yeah, this is Welcome to Murder World. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this is the only time you actually realize that the Frisbees are anything more than just Frisbees. They they refer to them as identity discs, and like he has to like step into the I.O. tower to... <laughs> with his disc. With his disc. And like send try to send information out. Uh, and, and, and then they somehow find themselves on a program that is a simulation of a solar sailor. Yeah. It it really is just this, like, stream of consciousness from some tech people. Like, they got a book from the recently deceased Sid Mead. (laughs) Um, And just like, okay, these look cool, these look cool, these look cool. Uh, <laughs> let's just try to string some stuff together here. It's it. This movie is basically a vehicle for showing off special effects. Yeah. Um. But like you know, yeah. Because as we we're talking about, Sid Mead was sort of the like the who just recently passed away, like within a few days ago. I think Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Um. As of recording. Um. And he like worked on so many movies as sort of like vehicle designs the original star trek movie blade runner tron 2010 i think johnny five from short circuit was like kind of designed by him uh the aliens um and like the most recent blade runner he worked on and that tomorrowland movie like all sorts of like major sci-fi works of the last like you know 50 years have been worked on by him in some way shape or form like a lot of stuff that you and i like yeah a lot of stuff that yeah and 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 he also worked on some like 
he supplied designs for a couple of animes. He worked, did some Gundam designs and some Yamato twenty five twenty designs. So. Did he? Did he have any uh, input on the theme park stuff? Or I don't think directly, but his designs have been used. I mean, you know, we've we've got uh, I'm trying to think of. No, I guess because there's no modern... Because all the Tron stuff is modern, and I don't think he worked on Tron Legacy. So No, it defies the computer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the AT-AT. <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay, yes. Fine. <laughs> Fair enough. So technically, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, every time I watch Tron, I'm like, did, was Laser Tag just ripping off Tron? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just never like because like this whole the whole solar sailor thing is so funny because it also um, straight up appears in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> like, wait a minute, does it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the concept with the solar parachute thing pulling a ship behind it. There's, Dooku uses one. Oh my god! It do... <laughs> You're yeah. right, it does. Yeah, just straight up, yeah, and it's almost the same ship. Like, just better looking in Attack of the Clones because it's, you know... 30... 20 years later. Yeah. So. But also it's Attack of Clones, so not better. <laughs> Despite the fault, not better. Sorry for spoiling that episode for you guys. No. <laughs> No, if you listen to the Lucas Omnibus episode two, Attack of the Clones, you'll find out that it's actually a very good movie. <laughs> he shakes his head. Yeah. He shakes his head. Just just, just pure, silence. pure silence. But yeah, so they get on that solar sailor and that's where the Flynn somehow shows back up. <laughs> well, because he's he's taking the good yeah. lord, the space paranoid thing. Yeah. And he's going on top of the maze that is the grid. So, like... And when they're, like, on the solar sailor, and there's just, like, miles and miles of, like, unused land. It's just, like, a barren landscape. And then here is the orb landscape, where there's just, like, spheres bouncing around. <laughs> it's like, look at this cool stuff! We can do the computer! Yeah. Or it turns into one of those, like, flying toaster light. Uh, screensavers for a while. Yes, it does. <laughs> <clears throat> but they, yeah, so <laughs> they, the space paranoid ships uh, over energize the energy beam that the solar sailor is driving on. Sure. It makes you, makes you sound like a lunatic when you talk about like the grid stuff in here because it's like that's what happens. They put too much energy so it stops their ship, the solar sailor, from moving forward for some reason. So what? they have to jump to another line, but it's too far away, so Flynn goes in and puts his hand in one and like reaches his hand outwards and creates a new path for the solar sailor. Like Flynn just has this magic ability now. Yeah, it's yeah, he is He is Neo. Yes. I mean, yes, if this is the Matrix. This a lot of this is the Matrix. <laughs> but only Flynn has this ability. Yeah. Um and I don't even think he has like it's unclear 
because they just say, how did you know that works? Well, you can divert any energy source. <laughs> like, like, wait, what? Like, like, listen, buddy, we understand that. How did you do that? You could defer. You could use a bat, a potato as a battery. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, he, he's, he is a walking deus ex machina. Yes, he is. Throughout the entire movie. Like, it's, it's just like the force in Star Wars where if there's something like, well, how the hell does that work? It's like the force. Like, well, the force. can't argue with that. It's, it's okay. How is that? Flynn. Yeah. Because he's Flynn. Uh, yeah. Um, so what happens next? Because I'm officially like. They get to the IO. They get to the IO. Master Control is. Master Control has been just sort of like abusing Sark this entire movie. Anytime he fails, he just kind of like half kills him for a couple of seconds. He, like saps him of energy or just Jesus. like glitches him. Or, yeah. You see a lot of computer programs being just like tortured. They get all of those IO Tower old people into like one room and just they're like, I don't know what they're They've got them pinned to a wall like it's like a carnival ride, but just like zapping and screwing with their energy. <laughs> the car- it's the carousel from uh, yeah. Logan's Run. Yeah. Um, so, so Tron theoretically dies, but doesn't because he comes back very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> back and then Flynn. They, they, so this is this is part where it is one hundred percent breakout. Where yeah, they're getting past the little shield. Yeah, the master control, control shield. panel. We haven't pointed out that master control panel is just a giant red cylinder with a face. It's a face. Yeah, looks uh, like which. And what what is it? And and he he appears in South Park as like. I'm trying to remember now. It's like Moses or something. I can't remember. It's like some religious character is played by Master Control Panel in the South Park universe. He, his face looks like Leader One from GoBots. Yes. She's <laughs> got just like a giant nose and like uh, eyes with no eyelids. And yeah. <laughs> it's just a big face. Yeah. And uh, so Flynn goes inside. Does the movie poster pose? Yeah, with the disc above his head. The disc over his head, as as Tron is throwing his frisbee at the shield. The shield. Well, we didn't point out Sark's death scene because we have to talk about Sark's Go death scene because you have Tron and Sark going into their final showdown, and Tron, like they they do their like bat like you know. Uh, smack talking to one another and he's like well i'm stronger than you throws his frisbee one more time breaks sark's frisbee and then like beans him in the dome like splits his skull open like you see light comes out yeah you see like pink light under the as before he hits the ground like oh that's his brain that's his cyber brain hits the ground and then like red light comes spilling out of the top of his skull like, like his brains are spilling out onto the ground it yeah is. i hadn't i for, totally forgot about like how it just like he's leaking data yeah and like yeah and, and it's red so it's supposed to be like yeah okay well that's 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 
computer brain. Like, <laughs> like that is a very graphic scene that gets just sort of shoved aside because it's, you know, it's a computer program. It's not actually brains. Like, and then the master control panel gives him his power. power? And, like, does, like, this Mighty Morphin Power Rangers thing. Like, make my monster grow. Make my monster grow. And so, like, he becomes a giant lumbering zombie to, to, to trying to kill Tron while Tron is hurling his frisbee at Master Control Panel. And once Flynn jumps in there, it stops all of that. Not, like, stops Master Control Panel just long enough so Flynn can, or Tron can get his frisbee right through one of the squares of his shield that he had broken. And that's all also represented pretty well in the video game. Yes, it is. And yay, everyone's saved. Uh, Flynn sacrificed himself. Uh, Everything, it sort of implies that they created the internet at the end of this. Like, Kind by him, of. By him doing that, it turned everything back on and all the IO towers are active and everyone's sort of connected again. Yeah, it's connected, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh no. It's like, oh, so it's your fault. Everyone, let's go round up Jeff Bridges. <laughs> it was, Sorry, Al Gore. Yeah. It was Flynn. <laughs> Jeff Bridges was the, was the one responsible. Thank you very much. At some point, does Dillinger die? Because they never show... I, well, because at the end he gets the, uh, I would assume he just gets ousted from the company because Flynn he, takes over the company because the information is released and yeah. it shows him going into his office, sitting down at his computer, turning his computer on in the morning, and getting the declassified file. So you never, you don't know what happens to him after that. One would assume he was just kicked out of the company and sued or something, but I don't know. Maybe he did kill himself. <laughs> it's weird though because he has a child that shows up in the sequel. Yeah, he's a son. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, Dillinger was probably just ousted from the company after that. Like, it's, the... it's it's unclear how long after that the fact where you get the ending scene with Flynn landing on the uh, rooftop in the helicopter. That scene needed to be at night, so we got to see the cool helicopter again, but with, like, blue light now. <laughs> yeah, because he's a good guy. Because he's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's resistance. Uh, yeah. No, I I don't... I need to stop harping on Dillinger. Wouldn't it have been cool if he was like, huh, and then immediately threw himself out his window? <laughs> <laughs> just Hudsucker proxy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, <laughs> you know, for kids. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm, I'm dying. That's okay. Yeah. You had a good run. No, that's, well, did I? Yeah. <laughs> but if he just like steps there, that that gif of like uh, IT crowd where he opens the window and jumps out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that that sounds like we did a bad job describing what happened in that movie. But believe me when I tell you, we did not. Um, that's just how incomprehensible the movie is with its own plot, but it doesn't matter because it's such a little plot that it plays out fine and it's distractingly beautiful. It it's charming. Yeah, it's a charming movie, and I think you and I said like it's one of the first ones we watched on Disney Plus. Yes, yes. It's like, 
uh, it's it's the easiest way to follow to follow a thread here is just to go watch it. Yeah, if you're listening to the show, you probably have Disney Plus, and if you don't, why? Why don't yeah. you just, just go get it? It's like I'll I'll give you my account. Do you want to use it? <laughs> That's like I, I'm I'm not even paying for it. Verizon's just giving it to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just go get it. Uh, it's it's pretty to look at. Is it incoherent in the jumbled mess of a movie? Yes. Yeah. But is, is yeah. it fun? Yes. Yes, absolutely. It is. I would say it's a movie that you you watch it. You watch it like with your full attention every couple of years. Yeah. And then if you wanted to watch it again, you're just like, I'm gonna have it on in the background. <laughs> I'm Tron and on in the background. Yeah. 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 Um, a very small cast, like five or six people. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, one woman, four dudes, and that's sort of the book you cast. Yes, yeah. Tron. And everyone and everyone plays double duty. Yeah, because like Jeff Bridges and Clue, Bruce Boxletner and Alan and Tron, David Warner is Dillinger and Sark, uh, um, and he's the voice of. Uh, MCP. Um, the old guy is in it as yeah. the uh, yeah. Rams. Not you don't see him, but like you don't see him because because you also get the the accounting software guy too in the beginning. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. like you 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 know that there's other people out there that are represented, but like yeah, every main character has two at least two roles in this movie. So so. You said uh, you said the second one's better. Yes, and I'm you know I, I, thinking about it. I'm inclined to to agree. <laughs> Which gets to the part was there a sequel? Yes, there's a TV. Uh, there's also a TV series. There's also there's a, was yeah. there a video game change? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. They never cashed in on the Tron. No, it's no video game for whatever reason. It's weird. <laughs> of course, there was. A- Tron video games. Lots of them. Like, you know, they had discs of Tron and Tron itself. And, um, and for, um, we'll get to the, like, you know, theme park attraction stuff because technically the theme park stuff is Tron Legacy. Um, but not entirely. Um, the people mover at Disneyland used to have a scene of light cycles in it. It did, yeah. And um, but Tron Legacy had uh, they're building a. They're, I think there is a one of the Chinese parks, or maybe Tokyo, has a light cycle ride, and there's one about to open at Disney World, um, which is like a high speed roller coaster where you're I, sitting in a light cycle. I would. Light cycle I would totally ride that thing. Yeah. Um, and when the movie came out to, at California Adventure, they turned the in the Hollywood backlot area over by the Muppets and stuff into the like Tron dance party, where they basically recreated um, the bar from Tron Legacy with the like, Daft Punk scene. Yeah, with like live music and DJs, and in the very back. They recreated Flynn's arcade, like oh, the front, fa- front facade with giant neon Flynn's, and uh, it was all '80s inside. So the soundtrack was all '80s music. All of the video games were '80s music. Uh, they actually made space paranoids that you could go in there and play. 
Um, and because, you know, that wasn't really a game. No, it was, never just, released it. And it was just a game that fun play the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that the that those ships came out of that were constantly arresting people and taking them, picking them up. Um, but yeah, that was and there was like a hidden room where like every once in a while a secret door would open up behind a Tron cabinet and there was a light cycle on display that you could look at. And I, ha- I still have two tokens from that because they had Flynn's Arcade tokens to, that you'd use to play games. So. And you held on to two for pros- prosperity. Yes, because they're Flynn's Arcade tokens, of course. Then <laughs> uh, they later rebranded it shortly after the Tron movie sort of came and went. They did a mad tea party where they based it on Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> We were talking about uh, it being a Disney Plus. I, I think I told you earlier this week that it was it was actually a launch day movie for the Disney Channel. Yes. Yeah. Um, so the concept for Tron started in the seventies when Liceberger, um, who's the man responsible for this movie, like saw. Pong and was like, we could do something with that. <laughs> Basically, like video games gave him uh, like massive interest. Like, I something we could do with that. And there was a um, uh, a, a group called Magi, uh, which was you know a mathematical applications group for computers, and they were like one of the companies that it would be end up becoming responsible for CGI in Tron. And so they were like, you know, this is something we could do. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's kind of cool to think about, like, how even back in the 70s, like, when video games were their infancy, somebody's like, yeah. you know, yeah, to see, this like, is the direction we're headed. Yeah, it's funny, like, because that's what video games were Pong when he came up with the idea. And by the time they get around to it, like, the video games that they were making were video games that were feasible at the time, just... You know, not that good looking, but like the concepts were easily easy to adapt, and they did easily adapt them into a video game. By the time they got around to actually making this movie, um, so there was the one story with um, <laughs> the money to make this movie came from the projected earnings for a movie being made by Liesberger called the Animalympics. That's right. Okay, yeah, you tell me about that. Uh, and so the Animalympics was going to be a like animated film that aired on TV during the like you know nineteen eighty Olympics, Moscow Olympics, <laughs> and Winter Olympics. Yeah. Um, if you hear that and say, "Well, that seems like that would have been impossible since America wasn't in the Olympics then; they boycotted the Olympics." You are right. Yes, so, we were in the like Placid Olympics. Yeah, but, uh, th- yeah, so obviously that plan didn't pan out. So Animal Olympics was eventually released, just not in its intended intended form. So, you know, who knows uh, what would have what would have happened if th- that never took place? Like if they if that got screwed up even more, like if it, or if Tron's development started just a little bit later, if he would have had the would have gotten the money for it. We've been, I mean, I've got drawn. Yeah. Um, it's so did Tron turn a profit? Um, it was, 
it was a relatively big success. I mean, not massive, but it cost $17 million to make in 1982. Which is a lot of friggin' money. A lot of friggin' money, but it made 50. So, you know, (laughs) can't really complain about that too much. Um, uh, And it made a buttload of money in merchandising. Yep. Lots of money. I think it made more in merchandising than the movie itself made in just box office returns. It uh, it was also a, I can tell you this from experience, it was a hot, it was a uh, big uh, video rental. I'm sure it was. Yeah. I, I watched the Betamax version, actually. When that was the first <laughs> version I saw, it was Betamax. But it technically, it did, Disney did not see it as a success. Um, Not in their traditional sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's let's see. Tron came out July 9th, nineteen eighty two, in almost eleven hundred theaters. Uh, it had a four million dollar opening weekend. Uh, Thirty three million in the North America and seventeen million overseas. So fifty million dollar worldwide gross, becoming the Disney's highest grossing live action film for five years. Wow. Um, and oh, here you go. Uh, made seventy million dollars in merchandise sales. Jeez. So it actually made more money in merchandise than it did in that. But it, again, Disney saw it, and yeah, and it was actually well received at the time too. Well, yeah, it was like it. It was not only it just it's a groundbreaking movie as far as visual effects. Like uh, we, we yeah. talked about how the plot itself is kind of eh, but yeah. this movie was a game changer. What do you think, Roger Ebert gave it? I think he gave it a thumbs up. Oh, out of stars? His four out of four rating. I think he gave it... I think he gave it a three. Three stars. He gave it four. Gave it the full four. Wow. Yeah. A dazzling movie from Disney in which computers have been used to make themselves romantic and glamorous. Here's a technological sound and light show that is sensational, brainy, stylish, and fun. However, at the end of the review, he noted... This is almost a wholly technological movie. Although it's populated by actors who are engaging or sinister, it's not really a movie about human nature like Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, but but much more so, this movie is a machine to dazzle and delight us. So. He was a fan. Yes, he was a big fan. Gene Siskel also gave it four out of four stars. He called it a trip and terif- ter- terrifically entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I get, I get to hear it in the, I can hear it in his voice. <laughs> it was a trip. Terrific, irritated. Uh, Infoworld's Deborah Weiss was impressed, saying it's hard to believe that these characters acted out the scenes on a darkened soundstage. We see characters throwing illuminated frisbees, driving light cycles on a video game grid, playing a dangerous version of Hi-A-Lie. <laughs> that's okay. Yes, that's what it is. It's Hi-A-Lie. It it's Hi-A-Lie. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> when, he's tra- when, he's, when he's getting, tra- when he first gets dropped in the grid, yeah. Yes, that's Hi-A-Lie. Yeah, you're yeah. right. That's what that is. I didn't think about it like that, but yep. And zapping numerous fluorescent tanks into an arcade-style mazes. Uh, it's just what video game fans and anyone with a spirit of adventure will love, despite the plot weakness. See, it's just, everyone's like, this is just a fun-ass movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, there's, there's, it's, it's kind of brain-dead, but it's fun. Uh, Variety, you know, Variety hated it. That's <laughs> eh, right. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, and, and that makes up a good point. Like, th- at the time this movie comes out in 82... Yeah. The arcade business is 
booming. It's yeah, huge. You in could that. not. You, this movie could not have come out at a better nope. time for that kind nope. of thing. Like, like you know, you're not. This movie comes out in a post Donkey Kong world. Yeah. So. Where like game, games like Tron are totally feasible. Like the, the, the where the idea of Flynn's arcade and what that is in this movie is feasible. Like it's very possible that this giant, massive arcade exists somewhere in somebody's hometown. Yeah, or it's because like I, 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 there's there's some stats where like in eighty I think eighty two was probably the peak, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was the peak. Because you had Atari running on all cylinders. Yeah. You have Donkey Kong. You have... Namco. Namco, yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was big. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, Steve Weisberger says that the Academy refused to nominate Tron for special effects because they feel that they cheated by using computers. I... And he wound up getting, like, an honorary... Yeah. Yeah. And and it did get and it and they did get nominations for um, costume and sound. So that that is a bizarre way to go. Like, yeah, you cheated. Yeah, but I guess like at the same time, like the academy is like still today is just a bunch of old white people that are out of touch with everything. It's like, oh, we can't nominate that movie. It, came, it was on Netflix. Yeah. It, yeah, you know, so it's the same idea of like, well, nobody really created like because you know you're still in the era of you know, well this is eighty two, so Empire Strikes Back had just come out. I think E. T. comes out this year in that yeah, year, and they're all still using these meticulously crafted, expensive, you know, miniatures and lots of practical, practical effects. effects and yeah, stuff. and now you have this movie. Where it's a bunch of actors on a sound stage with no set, you know, for the most part, and, and you know, lots of just like yeah. So, I I can understand where that comes from in the sense of that thought process. I'm not saying it's right, but I get how that out of touch frame of mind comes around. Yeah, because yeah, because this movie, like I said, it's it broke new ground. Yeah, like nothing had. I mean, what what had come out that was similar to this? Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Uh, you know, Black Hole. Another Black Disney Hole. Movie. Another great um, Disney movie. Arguably a better Disney movie. <laughs> but um, what else? When, when did Flight of the Navigator come out? Around the same time, right? No, it came in after. After? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not too long after. Uh, a couple of years, two or three years. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, and then, funny thing is, like Tron always reminds me of the opening from Amazing Stories. Yeah, yeah. That, that CGI effect of yeah. Yeah, and here you go. Tron made its TV debut as part of the Disney Channel's first day of programming on April eighteenth, nineteen eighty three. It's seven p.m. Eastern. That's hilarious that they got it down to that fine of a deal. Somebody <laughs> does that research. I mean. Just keep in mind the time the Disney Channel was a premium channel. Premium channel, it was HBO, but Disney. And you know, I think so. it was. I think it was like a satellite only thing too. Yeah. So. It's so yeah. That's impressive. That that's just like that minute detail still exists. Yeah. I remember I first like, so Tron came out on DVD in like a very bad version, 
uh, <laughs> of it. But then they put out a 20th anniversary edition in 2002, which is one of the handfuls of the like first DVDs that I ever bought. It's like this fantastic two disc set with like every special feature you could ever imagine. THX mass like anamorphic video transfer. The documentary is longer than the movie itself. Oh my god! <laughs> like, uh, it got I, it got a pretty good laser disc release, I believe. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely did. It was uh, um, it was like there was like I, I think it was released several times, and it wasn't just because it also had Betamax and video disc versions. Like it was a big. You know, because it was a big special effects movie, it was going to be one of those things that was just going to see as many releases as it could. That's where I saw it on Betamax. So, yeah. Yep. So it, by 1993, it had grossed 17 million dollars in rentals. Jesus, I mean, and and this is like when the rental business. This movie was fortunate because it came out a when arcades were booming. Yeah. And b when like the video rentals business was just starting to take off. Yeah. Exactly. Where it's like, uh, I could take this thing off HBO or I could just go to yeah. my local blockbuster and rent it. Yeah, or, like, for a lot of people, like, because, uh, like, convenience stores and grocery stores had, were in the video game. Yep. Vi- <laughs> the video game. The videos. Yeah, where you could go to, like, the grocery store and also, like, rent movies and the players and stuff, too, which is... Yep. A major way to go about it. So, at the time that was also the time where you also could rent a camcorder from your videos from your yes, liquor exactly. store. Yeah, and we could go on for hours on like like talking about like Tron Legacy and bringing that up with this, but because Tron Legacy itself has an interesting like because like with the legacy <laughs> pun intended of Tron, like it was mostly dead. Uh, there was a re- relatively successful video game, PC game, called Tron 2.0, which is like a sequel to Tron. But that was sort of like the extent of Tron after this movie. Um, it just sort of existed as a cult film that was out on home video. You could watch it if you wanted, but there was nothing more. There are no more books, TV, cartoons. Um, there was no. There's never even really talks of talks of a sequel until way later. So. What what, pro- what prompted the sequel? If we can just touch on that, I guess. I it was Disney just it was time. Uh, Disney just sort of saw some money on the table because the DVD was so successful. Um, it I mean obviously it, it took a while, um, and I'm and, and Liceberger definitely wanted to always um, make a new one. But then that video game came out, that one that I was talking about, Tron 2.0, mm-hmm. and it actually had a hint, and during the production and everything, of a, tr- a new Tron movie coming out. And that's 2003. So. And then uh, uh, Legacy came out, what, 2000? 2009 or 10? Yeah, 10. 10. 10. That movie's. Can't really. Sell. I was gonna say you can barely see it; it's covered up now. But I still have a poster hanging up in my room there, Tron. Over so that movie's been out for ten years almost now. Yeah, oh yeah. The sequel. Yeah, yeah uh, it, it opened in the in November, uh, December of yep. two thousand and ten. So. Yeah, I saw it opening weekend. Me too. Yeah, I too. Loved Tron. Never wasn't was not going to miss it. 
for anything. And that was a crazy movie. We'll talk about it at some point down the road, I'm sure. But the 3D in it was really good, but it was also like the entire movie wasn't 3D, which is very interesting. Yeah, it was like that's when the the 3D boom was starting to take off. Yeah, where it's like, oh yeah, let's just like so. In a way, they're both revolutionary movies. Yeah, yeah. It was weird with the 3D in that because it was like if it was in the human world, it wasn't 3D, but when you went to the grid, it was 3D. So you're like taking the glasses on and off, which you usually don't do in 3D movies in the Mm -hmm. modern era, or go see 3D movies in the modern era. Yeah. It was first announced in 2008. I remember they announced it at Comic-Con and the logo was just the old school Tron logo, but the O was replaced with a letter with a number two. And it was very good Tron thing. But, but nobody, nobody likes it when you replace letters with numbers. It always comes off as bad. That, that's a video game trope. Yeah. Makes sense for Tron to do it, but man. Uh, I, I I did like I don't want to talk too much about legacy, but I did like the arc of Flynn's character. Yeah, you know, like yeah, he's more likable than Legacy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because what else? Now I have to look. Because let's see, this was 1982, right? Yeah, we got to do our thing. Okay, got to see what was out in 1982. 1982 in film. Because if I recall, it wasn't Blade Runner was eighty two because Blade Runner twenty forty two was or whatever like yeah. Uh, the not... to- here are the top ten movies of nineteen eighty two. You ready? Yep. Number one, E. T. Of course. Number two, Tootsie. Okay. Number three, An Officer and a Gentleman. All right. Number four, Rocky three. Uh, uh, one, the second best Rocky. Well, eh, <laughs> of the original five. Yeah. Uh, number five, Porky's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny to think of Porky's being like, you know, it was big, but that big. Where it made more money than number six, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. The best Star Trek movie. Absolutely. Number seven, 48 Hours. Okay. That's number eight, Poltergeist. Another great special effects movie. Yeah. Number nine, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. <laughs> and number ten, Annie. <clears throat> was, uh, am I mistaken, was Snow White not released, re-released at theaters in H.O.? Oh, it probably was. In June of, tw- June 22nd, 1982, Coca-Cola acquires Columbia Pictures for $750 million. <laughs> This is why there was all that crossover with Ghostbusters. Yeah. On July 23rd, during the production of the Twilight Zone movie, 53-year-old actor actor Vic Morrow. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Think, and somehow John Landis had a career after that. <laughs> Everyone was afraid of him. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, he'll just kill you. Yeah. Uh, First Blood came out. Eddie Murphy had released... Uh, 48 hours with his film debut. Uh, THX is developed for use in movie theaters. Wow. Gandhi won the Best Picture Award. Richard Attenborough for Best Director. Ben Kingsley for Best Actor. Meryl Streep for Sophie's Choice. 
Lou, Lou Gazette Jr. for an officer and a gentleman. <laughs> I got nowhere else to go. Yeah. Let's see. I want to look at other movies that came out. You said Snow White? I think it was re-released in theater to you, too. That sounds right, but... Uh, Secret of Nim. Oh, heck yeah. Go back to her old friend Don Bluth. Yeah. This one doesn't look like it's saying that. This is a different layout than I'm used to. They're really screwing with me on this. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, da -da. Oh, boy. <laughs> Changed everything on me here. Ooh, Forbidden World came out. <laughs> Originally titled Mutant, Conan the Barbarian came out on my birthday in 1982. I wasn't born yet, but... Happy birthday, Conan. <laughs> what is best in life birthday parties? Panky, panky. Man, Poltergeist and Star Trek 2 came out on the same day. Wow. And by, I... I was going to say, and by comparison, the very next week, E.T. and Grease 2 came out the very same day. Wow, so three of those movies are pretty good. June 25th, Blade Runner, Megaforce, and The Thing all came out on the same oh, day. Oh, man. Okay, two of those movies are good. Oh, you're saying you don't like Megaforce? Eh, it's all right. <laughs> the Barry Bostwick movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Secret of Nim opened the week before Tron. Anything else? Let's see. Bessel Horror in Texas. Zapped. Oh, my God. Scott Bayo. <laughs> Friday the 13th, part three. The uh, one where the hockey mask makes its debut. Yes, sir. Opened the same day as Officer and a Gentleman, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and Tempest. And the very next week, the Beastmaster opened. Oh my God, this is like this is like a list of just like of like eleven year old me what movies I would watch on a Saturday afternoon. Amityville Two, Pink Floyd, The Wall, the uh, Wizard of Oz anime. Oh man. So, October 22nd, First Blood, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, and Jinxed. <laughs> I like two of those movies. Halloween and Jinxed? No. Nope. <laughs> no. Season of the Witch gets a bad rap for whatever reason. It's fantastic. Movie. It's a great movie. I love, I love the movie so much. The issue with it is it's called Halloween. Exactly. Yeah. It's a bunch of evil Irishmen plotting to kill every children, every child on the planet. It's and, very good. And turn their head to a, a pumpkin full of maggots. Yep. yep. Piranha 2, The Spawning, The Man from Snowy River, Creepshow. Yeah, buddy. Love Creepshow. Yes, Party. sir. Creepshow and Slumber Party Massacre opened on the same day. That's impressive. Uh, it's a good year for slashers. Yeah, well, yeah, this was the... We're in that peak era of the early 80s where it's like, oh, all the good stuff. Bugs Bunny's third movie, 1001 Rabbit Tales, opened November 19th. And I truly don't know what that is. I, I think it's just a compilation of Looney Tunes shorts, honestly. Here's the set. Oh, boy. Uh, 48 Hours, Sophie's Choice, and The Verdict <laughs> opened oh on the same God. day. And the very next week, you get Airplane 2, the sequel, Mighty Mouse, and this great space chase, and The Toy. That's unfortunate. 
Mm. That's a bad day for movies. Yes, sir, it is. <laughs> December 17th, Best Friends, The Dark Crystal, Tootsie, and Trail of the Pink Panther. So, Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal's definitely in there. Again, talking about this is an era of uh, digital effects starting to take hold, but so many of these hot movies are still going to be practical for quite a bit more. I don't know when we really start getting into CG effects going forward. Like on a regular basis? On a regular basis. Like, Tron sort of is becomes the biggest uh, and uses it the most, but like it, it sort of stays that way for a while. Like, it's proof of concept. You can do it, but how do you implement it? Because not every movie takes place in a computer world. I try to think of like what was the next big movie that would have had yeah. CG, like Back to the Future Two. I guess. I don't even know how to look that up. I don't either. Uh, yeah. The the amazing stories opening opening credits. Timeline of computer animation in film and television. Okay, maybe that. Let's do this. Let's start at start at here the eighties. ILM Computer Graphics Division develops the Genesis Effect, the first use of fractal-generated landscape in film. Bill Reeves leads the Genesis Effect programming team and creates a new graphics technique called Particle Systems for Wrath of Khan, I guess. Okay, there's parts of Wrath of Khan where, yeah. Yeah, Tron. First extensive use. It's got 15 minutes of fully computer-generated stuff in it so that's pretty good golgo 13 uh, <laughs> which you've seen i'm sure oh absolutely and have played the video game mm-hmm. i played the video <laughs> game it says the last starfighter uses cgi for all star effect okay yeah that makes sense victory or death yeah 2010 the atmosphere is cgi young sherlock holmes Oh, the, the glass the, night. The glass night, yeah. yeah. Ten seconds of screen time. Money for nothing is probably going to be like the first like major the music video. The music video of nineteen eighty five. That's like the first major like it fully CG like product that you can do. Not Flight of the Navigator that uses some. Labyrinth has the first realistic CGI animal. Mm-hmm. Quote end quote realistic. Uh, Star Trek. Four. Uh, Luxo Jr. comes out in '86. The first Pixar short. First Pixar. Golden Ch- Golden Child. Captain Power and the Soldiers of Future. The v- the VHS game. Yeah. Nightmare. Nightmare. That's a game show with CG. Willow. First photorealistic use of a morphing effect in feature film. Akira. The Abyss has 3D water. Yep. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is the first all-digital composite. And then by the time you get to the 90s, it starts becoming... Everyone's just using computers now. Die Hard 2, uh, it's digitally manipulated matte painting. Robocop 2, digital puppetry. Backdraft, the fire is CG. Terminator 2, where you have the T-1000. So, Lawnmower Man... Jurassic Park, so all all of Lawnmower Man, basically. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, early '90s is where it just starts to become an actual like 
this is just movies now. So takes a while. Takes about a decade, but it's it, it gets there. Again, it's it's a groundbreaking movie. It's a groundbreaking movie. It feels like we didn't talk talk it up enough, like far as plot goes. There's not there, there again. I apologize. There isn't one. Yeah, it's, it's it's one of those movies that is just like it's hard to know because like it's something that we grew up with. Yeah, uh, I don't know what a teenager seeing Tron for the first time would feel about Tron. Right. It's sometimes like some people just don't have that ability to sort of maybe also put your mind at the time because like. Uh, there's some movies that are just that way. I, I'm thinking of like the original Black Christmas. Yeah, like that's the first slasher film. Like it predates Halloween, but you know, it's like, but the plot is sort of nonsensical to somebody who maybe wasn't there in right. the '70s because that was like a real event going on at the same time, and slasher movies weren't that kind of movie didn't exist at the yeah. time, so what seems like well like halloween did it better yeah but like halloween also had time like <laughs> so well, and, and that's like the whole thing where I, I read about like you know people when they first when when the original frankenstein came out and people went to see her theater and saw it yeah there people fainting you're fainting yeah, yeah. You know, like can you can you imagine saying that way you're 1933 yeah. and you've never seen anything like this before yeah yeah so being a, being a functioning like a, not not a five year old but having having an adult sensibility and watching that be like how you and I saw grew up with Jurassic Park. Oh jeez, yeah. You like how we view that movie now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah, and and Jurassic Park still like I'm impressed with Jurassic Park still. Like you watch it and like there is no moment really like Tron. Or even like Terminator Two or something, where it's like, eh, this looks a little cheesy. Like they do such a beautiful job at blending it with the yeah. practical effects that there are times where you just don't realize that it's a computer generated thing. Yeah, it there's the the holes you don't see the holes yeah. as easily put it that well, way. Like with Tron, it gets away with the fact that it takes place in some sort of weird fantasy world. Yeah, like that's just what this world looks like. It's not. It's not trying to be realistic. It's trying to look like a video game. Right. It's just what this world is inside of this computer. They don't have any of that CGI stuff in the real world because that doesn't exist in the real world, and it would stick out in the real world because they know they can't make something look like that. Yeah, at the time. Like the guy who wore the Tron suit that one. Time. <laughs> that, poor, that poor man. That poor, that poor man who just stayed relevant on the internet for decades because he wore an ill-fitting Tron costume. A very it? ill-fitting Tron suit. <laughs> yeah. You could tell his religion in that uh, suit. Oh, he's, uh, <laughs> yeah. he's Baptist. Yeah. He is Baptist. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. But yeah, and you mentioned like, you know, you could see like the, the inconsistency on the way the suits were lit. Yeah. It's like, there was, there was because it's so high definition now, there's, there's this close-up shot of the big star destroyer ship that the bad guys have mm -hmm. when it's going through that grid and it's like, you know, turning into a wireframe and everything. Um, it's doing that thing. Like if you're looking like what does like a close up shot of the ship, you can actually see through the ship and see the wireframing inside of it because yeah. everything's so high definition now it's, you know, 1080p it's things that you would, that would be blurry on a, you know, 
VHS tape or something, but now that everything's crystal clear, you can see, like, well, they're still figuring this out. They did a yeah. good job. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's forgivable. Like, it's, yeah. I, I love Tron. There's really, there's really no, in terms of the CGI in this movie, there's nothing wrong with it. No. It all looks great. There's no, like, weird, like, like sometimes you get, like, that cheap, like, rip-off, like, when some stupid studio tries to, like, cash in on the successful Disney movie, and they just are, like, working on a CG thing, and it looks wrong, and it's, like, jittery and jumpy and poorly rendered and stuff. Like, there's none of that. Everything is crisp, clean, bright. It moves well, um, because it's all sort of machine-based. Um, I'm more impressed with the design of Clue. Like, not Clue, but Bit or whatever. His little... The little asterisk that hangs yes. out the clue. Yeah, that's that's a really impressive technical effect for you know nineteen eighty two computer generated film. Like, <laughs> and, and you think about like just the acting in that movie. Like, they, I don't think they get enough credit for basically you're playing to nothing. Oh yeah, yeah, half the time. Yeah, like I said, like I said in that one review where it's like it's the acting. It's kind of hard to believe that they were just in a darkened soundstage acting against nothing at yeah. times and that's shit but you know jeff bridges is a consummate professional <laughs> when it comes to making movies a, so. yeah so our verdict to jj is tron's pretty good yeah absolutely see it uh go watch it right now it's it would it's top of my list of the annex episodes i, <laughs> I believe so yeah yeah <laughs> it, it go watch legacy too We'll talk about it at some point. But, yeah, but go, go yeah. watch it anyway. I mean, what, next year, War Games comes out, which is another computer movie where people don't quite fully understand what computers are up to. So. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, you just get to the internet. Yeah. Josh Joshua. Yeah. Put your, the old-time modem where you used to have to actually put your phone on it to yeah, <laughs> not like, just <laughs> plug a line into it. You had to dial a number and then set it on top of so the modem would hear the dialing sound. You're phone freaking back in the yeah, day and yeah. making your long distance calls. But yeah, highly recommended. It's one of our favorites. We wanted to talk about Tron and just yep. praise its good graces and say, watch it, please. Can watch, please Tron. watch Tron. I love Tron. It's great. I love too. I do too. Yeah. I would love more Tron, but unfortunately it seems like it's been set to the back burner due to the relatively poor, uh, performance of legacy and the very high performance of the live action remakes so because um but you know it's not all bad because uh the guy that made uh tron legacy uh in case you're curious um ended up um he was going to do a black hole remake oh wow that was a major deal with disney he was working on a black hole remake um but Obviously, that never happened for various reasons. A, Tron Legacy being kind of a failure. Um, not really, but also in Disney's eyes it was. On top of um, the fact that the live action stuff that they were working on, other than that, like Cinderella and Alice in Wonderland and things like that were major successes. And then, you know, Black Hole was Disney's Star Wars and then Disney buys Star Wars. Right, so we don't need we, to. We, we don't need we don't need it anymore. But yeah, Joseph uh, Joseph Kaczynski, I think Kaczynski. Yeah, um, he went on to make Oblivion. 
Only the Brave, which is that fireman movie. And he is going, his next movie is Top Gun Maverick. So fantastic. What I'm excited for. So listen, if one person is, is capable of taking a dead eighties franchise and revitalizing it and making it familiar, but fresh at the same time, (laughs) it's this guy. It's this guy. So, and I, I have no doubt that within the next 10 years, we'll get more Tron. Yeah. I, I don't know what that's going to look like, whether it's going to be a Disney Plus TV show, if it's going to be yeah. video game or the movie. I don't know. Yeah. I but mean, I, and Disney hasn't abandoned Tron. Like I said, the Blight Cycle ride is opening soon at Disney World. Um, you know, it pops up in video game stuff all the time. Uh, wasn't all that long ago they put out an endless runner for the PlayStation Four, That's based right. on Tron. Uh, so, you know, it's there. It's, it's, it's just it, hanging out, ready to go. It, when Disney thinks that thing's going to make them money, yeah, they'll dust it off. They'll dust it off, and now that they have, now that they don't have to worry about a lot of other things, um, you know, <laughs> it's I mean, probably more likely than ever. They can just they can just pull in, you know. Some some tie some some filmmaker who needs a job for the moment, you know. It's like, well, you could do Tron miniseries for Disney Plus if you want to. <laughs> I would totally watch a Tron miniseries done in the style of Mandalorian. I was gonna say Tron Delorean. Tron Tron Delorean, <laughs> the man who the man who drives a Delorean. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely would watch a Tron Western. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that is just Westworld. We've just described Westworld, but yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, whatever. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Yeah, uh, I, I don't. I want to see a Tron movie that shows like a midway point between the original and the modern one, where like the suits are just kind of like the like the clone troopers in Attack of the Clones or something. Or yeah, like, where the helmets are getting refined. Yeah, like. Like it's clearly like it's not a stormtrooper, but it's kind of a stormtrooper. Well, I mean, we don't really get to see how Flynn goes back into the grid and live. It's stuck there. Gets stuck there, or, or like you know, you don't see clues fall from grace and stuff. So. No, that would be fun. And they they already have young Jeff Bridges uh, haunting the. Oh my god! Haunting the database of some hard drive somewhere in Disney that was premises. that was the worst part of that movie. <laughs> Was it's, it was cool in the presence of the grid, but when it was because you could just say, "Well, he's a computer." I mean, it's a computer program. But when it was him in real life, yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was like, "Oh, please, do not like." I mean, it's yeah. it's like you you watch the recent Star Wars movies, like, "Oh, it's a pretty good young." Okay, not the new one, but like Rogue One, where it's a pretty good young Carrie Fisher, and they've done a typically very good job at recreating Tarkin uh, multiple I think times Tarkin over. was better, yeah. Because they, they put him in both Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One. Well, I... did it fantastic. <laughs> he did, I, I do he like... He dead for decades by both points. I so. do like young Tarkin and Revenge of the Sith where just like, let's give him a wig and some eye bags. <laughs> um, and the jowls. Yeah. And the jowls. It's all yeah. about the... Yeah, it's all about the, those cheekbones. The Peter Cushing... Yeah, you could cut, you cut, you cut a, a wedge of cheese on those cheekbones. <laughs> We're just rambling now. Yeah, we should call it. We should cut this one. So yep. we'll be back with your regularly scheduled programming. What um, do we got next, JJ? It's 
Is it Treasure Planet? I believe it's Treasure Planet. It's Treasure Planet. Unfortunately, it's Treasure Planet. I was gonna say Atlantis and see like if you what your no no it's in. not. <laughs> it's just like this was just us delaying the inevitable. Yeah, and we wanted to do something for the new year, but apparently there are no New Year's movies. Um, I mean, like there are movies that have New Year's moments, but they're not Disney movies. No, and if they are, it's like Dick Tracy, but it's like not on Plus right now, and you know, which and, like, uh... yeah. When it does get on plus, I think we got ourselves another annex episode. Another, got another annex. I was thinking about Rocketeer. Okay. For, for for this episode, but then you mentioned Tron. I was like, that's good. That, that could be like, you know, we're in the future, just like Tron. So. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, part of the reason I picked it is I don't know anybody who loves Tron as much as you do. <laughs> just, just absolutely adore Tron so much. And I will always love Tron. And it will never, ever leave me, leave my soul. Yeah. <laughs> You, it, it will forever be on the grid of your heart. The grid of my heart. The if I could, the... I would let a laser shoot me in the back and send me into the grid. It's, the grid. It's, and you'd just be dancing with Daft Punk. Yes, just hanging out in the bar with Daft Punk. Waiting for the beat to drop. Waiting for the beat to drop. Yep. And, then, and then experience a tragic, horrifying death on the grid when I <laughs> crash my light cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Into my own streamer. Like, that, I, I, won't, I won't lose. I will cause, knowing how I am at video games, I will cause myself. To Day play. one, you crash into your own streamer. Yeah. <laughs> but until then, thank you all for joining us. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, any other holidays coming up before this? No. Uh, we, we'll ha- definitely... ha- happy tax season. Happy tax season. Uh, and cuddle your W2s close and, pr- and pray to the tax gods that you get ha- something good. Happy nuclear holocaust. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, speaking of war games. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's, how about a nice game of chess? How about a nice game of chess? <laughs> the only way to win is not to play. to play. Exactly. That's a good way to end this. The only way to win is not to play.